Hey guys, welcome to season two, episode two of the Where Do I Begin podcast. If you are new here, I am your host Lola. Um, one of the things that I mentioned in the first episode for this season is that we are going to be looking at some of the greats. Um, so um, when I say greats, I mean some of the godfathers or if you wish, the godmothers of investing. Um, and it's more so looking at their investment philosophies and strategies and seeing if um, this is something or if those strategies are strategies that we can actually implement in our own individual investment journeys. Um, so for this episode, we are actually going to be looking at Kathy Woods. Um, I will give you a brief introduction on who she is shortly. Um, but before we get into today's episode, you all know the drill. I have to read out this disclaimer. So here we go. All the information presented or spoken about on this podcast is for educational and general information use only. This is not investment or financial advice. Therefore, any information discussed should not be interpreted as personalized investment advice. Before making an investment decision, please do your own research, verify information for accuracy and speak to a financial advisor. Please beware that liability for any investment decisions made falls entirely on you. Any brands, companies or investment platforms referenced during the duration of the podcast and future episodes are for educational purposes. This podcast is not sponsored by any of the brands or companies mentioned. Any information or advice given by guests solely represents the opinion of the guests and is independent of the Where Do I Begin podcast. So, as I mentioned earlier, one of the greats we are going to talk about is Kathy Woods, hence why I have titled this episode Kathy Woods versus the Stock Market, um, because they seem to be very much at odds um, recently. Uh, but just a brief introduction to who Kathy Woods is, if you're not very familiar with who she is. Um, Kathy Woods is an American investor and a founder. CEO and CIO of a company called ARK Invest, which is an investment management firm or an asset management firm, whichever you choose. Um, And she is basically known as one of the biggest names in investing. Um, I guess her mentor is someone um, called Bill Huang, who I don't know very much about. Um, But if you are interested, I guess you can Google that and find out more information um, on him. Um, Kathy Wood's career initially actually started with Capital Group in 1977. Um, she was working there as an economist. Uh, she then went on to spend 18 years working as a portfolio manager for Jenison Associates and in 1998 uh, she started the hedge fund to Pelo Capital Management. Kathy uh, also signed on as CIO of Alliance Benson in 2001 but left after management refused to work with the idea of starting an ETF consisting of disruptive tech companies. Kathy's idea actually later became the backbone of her flagship fund, ARK Innovation ETF. So that's just a brief introduction to who Kathy Woods um, is. Um, So if we now decide to look at what I guess her main strategy or investment philosophy is Um, we can define it as um, a thematic active ETF strategy 
Um, so to understand what that means, in season one, I did discuss different types of investment strategies and I did mention thematic investing, but maybe I'll do a separate episode um, on that specifically just to do a bit more of a deep dive. Um, because in season two, we're going to basically be building on the layers and the things that I spoke about in season one. So Cathy's main strategy is basically something called a thematic active ETF. Um, I know that that sounds like a mouthful, but I will break it down. Um, thematic investing is obviously something I briefly mentioned in season one. Uh, so perhaps I might do a separate episode on that, um, just to do a deep dive um, for better understanding. Um, but just to revisit what thematic investing is, basically an investing method where you identify significant opportunities um, or invest in popular trends, also known as macro level trends, without extensive research on individual stocks. So, for example, if you believe that electric cars are the future, naturally, you, you would also believe that there will be strong growth in that particular area. And as a result, you would choose to invest in a theme that essentially supports either the production, the manufacturing or the sale of electric cars or the parts that go into making electric cars, essentially. So that is what um, thematic investing is. You're basically investing in a theme. So thematic investing basically um, primarily focuses on predicting long-term trends rather than specific companies or sectors, which basically then gives investors um, access to structural one-off shifts that can basically change an entire industry. So if you feel like there is a theme um, in the future that might be great to capitalize on, then thematic investing or you investing in that particular theme is basically what we would call thematic investing. Um, some of the most common themes that you might find that people invest in are things like climate change, for example, um, shifting economic power, um, social change or groundbreaking um, technology such as artificial intelligence, um, for example. So those are some of the most common themes that you might hear about in the investment industries that people are um, investing in. So back to Kathy's um, strategy, she follows this investment strategy, only that um, she applies them to ETFs, which are basically a basket of stocks that potentially replicates um, the performance of an existing index. Um, so if you were to define Cathy's strategy, which is thematic, thematic active ETF, apologies is a mouthful, <laughs> hence why I'm stumbling on my words. Um, essentially, it is a fund that offers the opportunity to invest based on a particular theme, like I mentioned earlier, such as climate change or artificial intelligence. Um, the ETF then holds companies that should benefit from that trend. So... Um, something else that, that is important to note about Cathy's um, investment strategy is that um, ARK Invest, or the flagship fund ARK, which is spelled A-R-K-K, um, has a five-year investment horizon, um, which I find very interesting. Um, if you guys remember, I did mention in one of the earlier episodes in season one that if you're not willing to leave your um, money or invest in the stock market, for between three to five years, you probably have no business um, investing. And the reason for that is you need to give um, your, your, your funds or your investment a chance to 
you know, go through the ebbs and flows of the market, you know, the good times, the bad times, and then to see what happens basically at the end of that journey. And um, for you to be able to tell how well your investment um, is done, they need to give you the opportunity to be able to basically stand the test of time. So things like, you know, an economic crisis could occur between a three to five year period, inflation could occur, um, and you won't really be able to tell how well your investment is done until you come out on the other side. Hence why um, in the short term, you know, you might see advice online about, you know, you should be willing to invest your money for three to five years, basically, without touching it. And then if you're thinking about more longer term investments, then you're looking at 10 plus, 20 year plus um, investments. But back to today's topic, ARC, which is um, Kathy's flagship fund, um, actually has an investment horizon of five years. Um, the reason for this is because um, they believe that innovation solves problems um, that are expected to transform human lives at an accelerated rate um, during the next five to ten years. So basically, um, the stocks that you will find that um, Kathy holds or ARK Invest holds um, essentially are stocks that you would want to hold for a short period of time because they are anticipating uh, a move in the market. So they're anticipating that the stocks that they hold will pretty much cause a disruptive shift a positive one um, in the market that could potentially improve um, our lives in one shape or form. Um, these types of investments that you hold for short periods of time times are also known as um, trading vehicles. So that's just um, another thing to bear in mind. Um, also, as I mentioned earlier, um, Cathy's flagship fund is ARK, um, ticker A-R-K-K. Um, but just for those who might not know what a flagship fund is, it's basically um, the oldest um, product that the company owns, basically. And it's also the, the product that will have the most assets on the management and probably um, achieves the highest returns in terms of all the assets that are held um, by an investment management company. Um, these types of funds um, also often bear the management group's name, hence why Cathy's company is called ARK Invest, because its flagship fund is basically called ARK, A-R-K-K. Um, so that's just to define what a flagship fund is before we go any further. So as I was preparing for this episode, I actually came across um, a rather um, significant quote <laughs> by Cathy Woods, and she basically believes that ARK is the new NASDAQ. Um, the reason she believes this is because in the 80s, investors pretty much went to the NASDAQ for innovative stocks. And now Cathy believes that ARK, her company um, slash flagship fund, um, is well positioned to basically claim that title of being the new NASDAQ because Cathy says that they basically invest in the future. So if you look at some of the top holdings that, um, that ARK Invest holds, you know, you will find that they belong to industries such as artificial intelligence, blockchain, DNA automation, and yeah, some of her top holdings are Tesla, Exact Sciences, UI Path, I hope I'm saying that correctly, and um, Coinbase. And essentially believes that their tech stocks are undervalued relative to their potential. So let's look a bit deeper um, into 
Kathy Wood's um, philosophy. Um, Kathy basically invests in super growth stocks that have returned about 25% a year. Um, however, they're not doing so well at the moment. Um, Kathy herself will let you know that she does not own any FANG stocks because she she views them essentially as mature growth stocks, meaning that they are now growing at a slower rate. So what are FANG stocks? So FANG stock, stocks are things like the Facebook, the Amazon, the Apple, the Alphabet. Um, so those are um, what we mean by the acronym FANG stocks. Um, so she believes that, yes, while there are still gro- growth opportunities in those stocks, they're not growing at a rate um, that she personally prefers. So as a result, she chooses to opt for super growth stocks. And with super growth stocks basically comes, you know, high volatility as well. So as we always say, the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward, but also the bigger the potential of losses of your capital um, if you don't know what you're doing. So um, she does have a a very um, interesting philosophy, which points to the fact that she believes essentially in investing aggressively right now um, to capitalize on innovative areas um, that will essentially become um, big sharks, essentially, in the future, if we can call it that. So there are areas that would be of um, great opportunity and will provide solutions um, at some point um, in the future. Um, Kathy also believes that um, investors in 2022 are essentially investing in the past. So she believes that we're investing in companies that, you know, have reached their peak and we're missing out on a lot of um, opportunities to invest in innovative companies that essentially will lead the way into the future um you know basis for the companies that i guess kathy would brand as past successes um she's not completely wrong um because the use of technology means that things are evolving um rather quickly and technology is pretty much here to stay um and it's probably going to be a part of um our daily lives um, to a significant degree, whether we like it or not. Um, However, with that being said, I do believe there is still a space for some of these companies that um, I guess Kathy would would say are past successes. I still believe there's still a space for um, Apple to continue to enjoy um, a decent level of growth. Um, There's still a space for Facebook, otherwise known as Meta. There's still a space for Google. And um, many of the other companies that might fall into the past successes category um because ultimately i believe that technology might be the answer to many things but i don't believe it is the answer to completely everything um but that's just my own opinion and i guess it's just an area that we'll just have to wait um wait and see um arc or arc invest um is basically benchmark agnostic if we're looking deeper into the philosophy that they implement. Um, so benchmark agnostic basically means that they seek above average market returns, which is basically the opposite to those who are risk averse in their strategy, whose aim is to get close to the benchmark or for the ben- or, or whose aim is to replicate the performance of the benchmark. Um, 
So stocks or um, indexes that basically get close to the benchmark, um, this is a strategy that essentially is called passive investing. Um, another philosophy um, that is important to note is that um, ARC um, Invest um, also make their research um, publicly available. Um, and they do put a lot of emphasis um, on their research because their research is organized by technology, not industry, sector or subsectors, as you will find um, with the stock market. I'm not entirely sure why they make their research you know, publicly available. You won't find that to be the case for most investment management companies, um, but it would be something to look at, I guess, at some point in the future um i guess maybe they want to be able to show investors um the reason why they should come to invest with arc invest because of the groundbreaking research that they do um which they believe might be of interest to investors you know they don't want their investors to invest blindly um that could be a reason but it would be interesting to find out why they readily make their research available um, whereas other investment management companies don't they might give you a snippet at most um, but yeah that's another part of their philosophy that I thought was um, rather interesting so now that we've dealt with um, Kathy's strategy slash philosophy um, what are the critics saying um, regarding Kathy Woods slash Ark Invest because Kathy Woods is Ark Invest and Ark Invest is Kathy Woods. <laughs> so you will find that some of the critics have actually questioned whether Ark is a sector fund, meaning that they believe that if the particular sector um that Ark Invest represents does well, then the the stocks that they own will do well. And if it doesn't do well then the stocks that they own won't do well. Um, so that leads me to actually define what a sector fund is. Quite simply, a sector fund is an investment fund that invests in one type of industry or sector. Um, they're usually available as mutual funds or exchange traded funds, also known as ETFs. Um, there is more volatility in the sector because they focus on one area of the economy. Therefore, they have no diversification. And we have spoken about the importance of diversification as a way to reduce um, the risk exposure that you have in the market. Um, another thing to note um, in terms of Cathy's um, critics is that um, whilst they believe that there is a place for ARC's use of transformational technology um, in terms of how they analyse their, their stocks, um, they believe that ARC does not use comparative analysis to analyse stocks, which is what most analysts in the stock market would use when it comes to analysing stocks. Um, ARC relies on transformational technology and how they're going to scale and they use data from that to analyse, you know, what they want to invest in, um, what they want to buy, what they want to hold and what they want to sell. Um, just a quick reminder on what comparative analysis is. Essentially, it is just using um, financial metrics um, and comparing those financial metrics against firms in a similar company's industry, um, you know, to see how well they're, they're doing. So basically, it's evaluation method um, using financial metrics against similar firms 
in the same industry so things like the pe ratio which is the price to earnings ratio that i've mentioned many times you know that's a method of comparative analysis um things like earnings for share uh, market capitalization um, which is basically the stock price times the um, times the number of shares the enterprise value um you know and then the ebit ebitda and total revenue so those are just some of the many metrics in comparative analysis that you can use to um, evaluate um, a stock an asset a company um, whatever you want to call it um so yes i believe that you know the the type of analysis that um arc uses is um it's interesting it's innovative um but maybe there is a case to be made that you know they could probably use some comparative analysis alongside you know their their transformational technology analysis if we can call it that um when they're when they're making um investment decisions um but that's what some of their critics would also say um another um thing i've come across in terms of what critics have said with regards to kathy woods and her battle <laughs> against the stock market i don't think she would necessarily see it that way but that's how the rest of the world seems to see it is um that they will quote um this i guess saying from charles duo in 1889 and charles duo basically said that everything that needs to be invented has already been invented now personally i don't fully subscribe to this um idea um however i do believe that there is nothing new under the sun meaning that anything that could be invented in the future probably already exists either in seed form as an idea in someone's head or in the resources that we currently have around us so in terms of um kathy's main you know critics you know what they will tell you is they believe ARC is a sector fund. So as a result, it's not sustainable because it doesn't have diversification benefit. You know, they would tell you that in terms of um, their methods of valuation, which is basically the use of transformational technology and how they're going to scale, um, they would tell you that it's probably not robust enough um, if one was to put it side by side with comparative analysis method that analysts use in the stock market um and then i guess those that are a bit more old school will tell you that yes technology may be evolving but quite frankly everything that needs to be invented has already been invented and this is all a scam um i think that that is uh, more of a cynical view um but those are just my um personal opinions so that brings me to what do i think about kathy's strategy overall slash investment philosophy so i basically think that arc um is great if you want to spice up an otherwise mundane portfolio so basically if you want to increase your exposure to risk or um, diversify your portfolio in areas that are a bit different from you know the standard or traditional asset classes like the stocks the bonds um you know the alternatives then you know you, you could you could put your money in arc invest um or you could put a percentage of your money in arc invest um but as i mentioned earlier you know it can be quite volatile um because of the strategy um that kathy slash arc invest follow um so you will be taking on bigger risk um which could lead to bigger reward as she has experienced in the past um but could also lead to you know bigger losses if if arc investors wrong in their forecasts and their predictions 
predictions. Um, and one thing you actually find about Cassie Woods is anytime she explains the rationale or defense of her investment strategy or philosophy, she very much leads with the statement, if we are right. Um, which I think it's a particular clever use of language um, because it makes it difficult to sort of hold someone's feet to the fire if they're telling you if we're right, even when the market is saying you're dead wrong. Um, I think it gives her some layer of protection, you know, no matter how much critics say that she's basically committed to her opinion, even if she's making severe losses. So I do find her use of language, um, you know, rather interesting. Um, essentially, if we're right, it gives you the space to think as an investor um, as to if you want to buy what they're selling and if you want to buy into the investment strategy or the investment um, philosophy um, that they're offering, which is to invest in aggressively now in companies and innovative ideas that they believe will be groundbreak groundbreaking in the future, essentially. Um, an area, however, that I will support the critics on is that you should never be so committed to your own opinion that you refuse to see when you are sinking or when you are wrong. Um, and that is what some critics are currently saying about, you know, ARK Invest. But as we all know, when it comes to investing in the stock market, you know, there are ebbs and flows. Um, you know, for some for some strategies, they have been one-hit wonders in the past. Um, so that is something to be, you know, aware of. But I think um, Kathy stands on her philosophy and um, her investment strategy. You know, I feel like there's, there's a positive side to it in that, you know, you have to be able to um, back yourself and have conviction in what you believe in if you truly trust the research that you've done. Um, which I know is something that Cathy is very proud of, the research that is done at ARK Invest. Um, but at the same time, in the same breath, I believe that it can be quite damaging if you're not flexible enough to sort of review your investment strategy if it's no longer working um, or adjust it slightly, you know, if need be. Um, I feel like there should always be room for flexibility. Um, if you realise that you're losing more money than you're, than you're gaining, um so i guess that is an area i would agree um with the critics on when it comes to um kathy wood also i don't believe that um kathy's investment strategy or philosophy is completely wrong um i just believe that it caters to a very niche market um which is the technology um, sector at least the innovative technology sector anyway um however i believe that because it caters to a niche market that's why maybe many investors and market analysts sort of um struggle to reconcile with her strategy because when you apply her strategy and her philosophy to the broader market it doesn't seem to always work or yield positive results um hence why you have debates like is arc a sector fund or not um, there is even an ETF fund currently betting against Kathy Woods. Um, once I remember the name, I might put it in the caption, um, which can be done um, through Invest Funds. So if you were ever thinking of betting against a fund, um, the way to do it is through Invest Funds. Um, so what are Invest Funds? Invest Funds use derivatives to bet against the daily performance, not the long-term performance um, of a fund, basically. Um, this is usually done by active traders, of course. Um, and the fact that there is actually an ETF betting against Cathie Woods tells me something, that she's clearly doing something right. 
even though um, she might be enduring some losses um, from her flagship fund at the moment, um, there is clearly something about her strategy that is that has worked in the past and could potentially make this fund bounce back in the near future. What is that saying that um, that you always see on social media? If you don't have haters, you're not doing anything significant or anything worth applauding. Um, so I think because her strategy has worked really well in the past, you know, um, there might still be, be room for it to bounce back. I don't think we should um, completely rule out um, Cathy Wood's strategy. Um, with that being said, I do believe that those that are against Cathy Woods are not necessarily haters. I wouldn't call them that. I think they just have a difference, you know, of opinion and, you know, a difference in investment philosophy. Um, and I think diversity of thought is ultimately what we need um, to improve and capitalise on the systems we currently have in place um, in the investment industry. So I guess we can watch this space. Um, and now i'm just gonna go through um i guess some of the top um so now i guess i'm just gonna go through um some of the top popular thematic etfs um that are out there if you are interested in investing in a thematic etf um so yeah at number one we have first cloud computing etf um the ticket for this is skyy um, its top five holdings are Digital Ocean Holdings, Oracle, VMware, MongoDB, and Alibaba. Um, the net assets as of October 2021 is $6.8 billion. Um, at number two, we obviously have ARK Innovation ETF, which I've been talking about this episode. The ticket symbol ARKK. Um, its top five holdings are Tesla, Coinbase, um, Teladoc Health, Roku, and Unity Software. Um, the net assets are $21.4 billion as of October 2021. At number three is Global X Robotics and Artificial Intelligence ETF with the ticker symbol BOTZ. And its top five holdings are Upstart Holdings, NVIDIA, which I have mentioned last episode. Um, Keyence, um, Intuitive Surgical, and ABB. The net assets is $2.8 billion as of October 2021. Um, number four would be First Trust NASDAQ Cybersecurity ETF. So this is CIBR, the ticker symbol. And its top five holdings are Palo Alto Networks, Accenture, CrowdStrike, Okta, Cisco Systems, um, with net assets of about $5.3 billion as of October 2021. At number five, we have iShares Global Clean Energy ETF. Um, this one is becoming more popular in the market. I can definitely tell you that. Um, the ticker symbol is ICLN. Um, its top five holdings are Vestas Wind Systems, Enphase Energy, Orsted, Plug Power, um, Consolidated, Edison. Its net assets are $6.4 billion as of October 2021. And the penultimate <laughs> fund is ARC 
Genomic Revolution ETF. Again, it belongs to, um, I guess, ARK Invest. <laughs> um, the ticker symbol is ARKG. Um, top five holdings are Teladoc Health, Exact Sciences, Pacific Biosciences of California, Faith Therapeutics, Vertex Pharmaceuticals, and its net assets is $7.2 billion as of October 2021. And the last but not least, we have Amplified Transformational Data Sharing ETF with a ticker symbol of BLOK block. Top five holdings are Marathon Digital Holdings, Hot 8 Mining, MicroStrategy, Coinbase, PayPal. Um, net assets are $1.4 billion as of October 2021. Um, if I get some time this season, I might do a deep dive um, into thematic active ETF investing as a strategy. Uh, but let me know how you guys feel about that. Um, but other than that, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much um, for listening, for following, for supporting. Um, I really appreciate um every single one of you uh please do share follow comment subscribe all that good stuff um and if you have any questions about anything said in this episode or future episodes please do send me a dm um, on instagram at where do i begin underscore pod or drop me an email at info dot where do i begin pod at gmail.com um so yeah with that being said i will speak to you guys soon in the next episode have a great week take care